atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for August the 13th in the year of our Lord, 2019. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. We use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast and a quick recap of yesterday's show. We had on our buddy Lowell Nelson, CampaignForLiberty.org, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about his personal experiences discussing gun control in the office. We also talked about an incredible article, Wars and Domestic Massacres. We talked about several shootings mentioned in the article. Sad, but a drop in the bucket compared to the U.S. military and the war mentality we have around the world. The military is glorified in our society. Deaths and war are downplayed. But whenever a mass shooting happens in one of America's cities... The media saturates us with propaganda calling for gun control every single time. What we need, ladies and gentlemen, is an end to American militarism and killing. Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com, weighs in on the mass shootings that have taken place, debate, if you will. Both the dark side of government and Satan want America disarmed so they have no way to fight back against the coming globalist government. And it's total control agenda. America is the strongest bastion of liberty left in the world today because its citizenry are armed. For tyranny to truly rule the globe again, America must be disarmed, continues Joel Skousen. Sad but true. We talked about red flag laws legitimizing swatting. Stu Tarlow with that article. Swatting is the practice of faking phone calls. Spoofing locations. And then acting like there's a massive, massive crime in progress. So the cops come and oftentimes somebody dies. Red flag gun laws, ladies and gentlemen, are flat out unconstitutional. And they're tyrannical. They violate its three amendments to the Constitution. The first, the second, and the fourth, for starters. The fourth amendment is violated. Why? Because American citizens are essentially tried, convicted, and disarmed without even due process. It's a tragedy. But you know what, folks? Mental health... And psychiatry are being weaponized big time in America and, believe it or not, around the world. That was hour one. Hour two, our guest, Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation. His website, freedomsrisingsun.com. We talked about convicted, jailed sex trafficker Jeffrey Epstein, dead by suicide, question mark. I don't believe it. Epstein told guards a couple of weeks ago that someone tried to kill him. Wow. Dead man ensures silence is what I would say. Larry Clayman says his death sounds like a mafia hit to keep him from talking. Problem is you can't believe the DOJ. And suicide simply not believable. Sadly, Clayman's right. Jeffrey Epstein's death. The word on the street is the Clintons did it. WND.com. I don't believe the Clintons did it at all. Rush Limbaugh warns Donald Trump against compromise with Democrats. Any kind of deal on gun control with the Democrats is a massive risk. Rush is right. Gun rights activists, Trump could lose our vote. 
read my lips. <laughs> I think he's about to make the biggest mistake of his presidency, say a lot of pro-gun folks. Donald is melting down, freaking out, doesn't have an answer, doesn't have the guts to stand on the principles that made America great. Sadly, Donald, disappointing, flat out calling for unconstitutional Red flag gun laws. You don't need them. I've already articulated the best way to solve these crimes and these problems, and nobody listens. Weapons of choice, if you will, government cannot solve mass shootings. That's Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Places blame where Democrats will not go. The problem is we've got fatherless homes everywhere in America. Yeah, they say white supremacy is the problem, but you know what? Jesse Lee Peterson correctly documents that white supremacy is nothing but a myth that exists in the minds of angry, godless Democrats who use it as a way to scare blacks to the polls and make decent whites recoil with guilt. He's right on. Louis Farrakhan, for example, believes that the black race is superior, but yet, you know what? Louis Farrakhan's not labeled as a black supremacist. How come? Because it does not conjure up images of whites keeping blacks down. And it doesn't advance the Democrats' agenda. That's the problem. The Republicans don't even have a, uh, a, 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 any guts to make any statements in this. They just run away from the race card. Whenever a race card is triggered, then the conservatives just melt and cave and lose the argument every time. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. Pretty negative. And I will tell you this. News that Edwards refused to use starts now. Kirk Crosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. I think the news is going more negative every second, Kurt. I don't know if you heard the top of the hour newscast, but even the most Christian news service we, services we can find, which are Salem Radio News and USA Radio News, those are the two most Christian news services we can find on radio. They're the most conservative that we can find. They're not perfect. We tried to launch our own news service to make it even more conservative and more constitutional and more Christian. But, of course, we don't have any money, so that could not continue. Sadly, uh, our funder backed out, and we lost that, so that's shut down. Uh, But we take the most conservative news we can, and I don't know if you heard the top of the hour news, Kurt, but it's the most negative newscast I've ever heard in my life. I mean, it's nothing but protests and shootings and Airlines, you know, airports shut down from protests and violence and a guy choking on his dentures to, you know, he dies and a shooting that's taken place, a big shootout in L.A. And uh, everybody's just dying and everyone's depressed and everyone's discouraged and the stock market's down and Donald's the enemy and everybody's a racist and everybody's. I mean, it's just the most negative news I've ever heard of in my life. Did you hear the top of the hour newscast? Um, gratefully, I missed it. Yeah. All right. Well, Kurt got spared the carnage. But I'm just telling you, I don't know that I've even heard a more negative newscast. And the sad part is all we have is negative news queued up, too, because there's not a whole lot of good news. Let me give you an example. FBI agents Kurt raided convicted sex offender Jeffrey Epstein's Virgin Islands home. They say the private island is called Little St. James. But many have referred to it as Pedophile Island. Now, Kurt, that's pretty negative. But here's the question that I have. In the past, Kurt, I used to believe that the FBI would do that. They'd get to the bottom of it. They're a good, you know, organization that would would want the truth. That would, you know, now all I believe is they're going to raid this thing, gather all the evidence, uh, bottle it up, make it classified or secret or whatever. And then we're not going to hear a word about it anymore. So Jeff is dead. He can't talk. Dead men don't talk. 
Now the FBI's got control of the investigation. No offense, but I don't trust the FBI with anything. In fact, I've lost absolute trust with the FBI. What's made me lose trust with the FBI? They're the ones that lied in Ammon Bundy's case. They lied and pled, um, perjured themselves and, and made up false testimony and to the point where they, the judge was even incensed in Ammon Bundy's case, Kurt. The FBI also was the one in Oregon when we were there that literally uh, pretended that they were like uh, Ammon Bundy supporters and made the cops feel uncomfortable and made citizens feel uncomfortable. It turned out to be the FBI in a cloak and dagger kind of experience. We caught them at it. And then the FBI literally is the organization, uh, as far as I can tell, why are they raiding Jeffrey Epstein's island now? I mean, all the neighbors and everybody knows it was a sex island. Everybody knows it was to bring minors uh, away from the law so they could, you know, have sex slaves and everything else. Okay, the private island is called Little St. James, but many have referred to it as this pedophile island. The FBI is not getting to the bottom of Hillary Clinton's fraudulent email scandals, Kurt. The FBI and, and some of these other groups or Justice Department, etc., charge me to tell where one ends and the other begins, right? The NSA, the FBI, the Justice Department, all these places. What do you think, Kurt? I don't have any trust for them at all. And now they're going to raid this island? You think they're going to get to the bottom of it or do you think they're going to cover it up, Kurt? You know, when I look at the... Uh the whole FBI thing. I'm, I'm sure that um, when you analyze it, um, the main problems are at the top, if, if um, uh, at least uh, the way I see it. And uh, so, so many of the rank and file, I guess, the hardworking guys in the field or whatever, um, and I should say guys and girls in the field, are they do their work but the problem is sam uh, i believe we've got a uh, well high level officials who are not um the kind that we should have and and we need some big time cleaning um you know in the, of the swamp i agree I but it's not happening wish there was a whole lot more going on uh, i think uh, there's been some uh you know, some effort in that area, but man, it's just a yeah. powerful thing. You think they're going to get to the bottom of it, or do you think they're just going to cover there. it up, Kurt? The bottom of Epstein thing? Yeah, the FBI went in there. They raided the island, buddy. They got all the evidence. They got all the info. They're ready to go. But see, I don't have any trust for them, Kurt. Zero trust for the FBI. Remember, the FBI is the ones that were involved in, what, yes. Operation Gunwalker, now known as Fast and Furious? Literally arming drug cartels with guns. Wasn't the FBI and some of these other organizations... The CIA, the BATF. I mean, it's hard to know when one uh, government agency begins and the other one ends. But I mean, weren't those the guys right. that were literally having prostitutes and drug parties and all that overseas and stuff like that? Well, in South America, at least the ones I remember. The, uh, okay, I mean, drug- the FBI flat out has turned into a criminal organization, Kurt. And I, that's sad because there's a lot of people in the FBI that I think are great people. I know people that work for the FBI, and many of them are just some of the... I mean, they're salt of the earth. They're great people. But I think rogue agents within their organizations have absolutely destroyed trust. To where I have zero confidence the FBI will do any good in the Jeffrey Epstein case. Hold on. Liberty Roundtable Live.
Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999. Text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999 or go to DefendAPatriot.com. DefendAPatriot.com. Yeah, this is David in Engineering. This is your wife in Suburbia. Oh, hi, hon. What's up? How's the robot coming? Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests mm. yet, but... Um... Well, I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date. Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh-huh. Well, we'll have to have that sound chip changed to data. Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know. I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today? Oh, you really are brilliant. Thanks. You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages. Only if he pays for his own lunch. Okay. Oh, don't forget to bring Chip. Uh, I still wish we hadn't named him that. Well, why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult? An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. <laughs> I'll see you soon. I can't wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, Donald's got an interesting tweet, Kurt. You know, the Donald's tweeting again. People are freaking when Donald tweets. Just saying. Donald tweets kind of long. Donald tweets the following, Kurt. Never has the press been more inaccurate, unfair, or corrupt. We are not fighting the Democrats. They're easy. We are fighting the seriously dishonest and unhinged lamestream media, they have gone totally crazy. Make America great again, he says. Now, what do you say to that, Kurt? Well, I agree with uh, making America great again, uh, yeah, Sam. Yeah, uh, I agree with that, sure. And uh, I, uh, when I see uh, some of the headlines... But uh, no one's even talking was, about what it would take to make America great again, Kurt, that I can see. Well, it seems like You'd want uh, a media that didn't do those things. Uh, yeah, but Donald doesn't talk to the media that doesn't do those things. He just talks to the media that does, see? Well, I think he does some of those, uh, you know, things, uh, at least on some media that is a little bit more honest. Yeah, like that's right. Like if there's a keg of water, he drinks a drop. You know, I agree. Like that. That, yeah. yeah. Anyway, interesting. All right, so your headlines. Well, I saw one from uh, Breitbart. says, uh, shock meltdown. CNN's Frito. I don't even know who that is. Must be a... You've got to go study it. Figure it out, Kurt, there. so you can educate us. Rages at Citizen said all F and 
throw you down these stairs. Um, I guess is another reason I don't watch CNN. Well, somebody uh, made a racial out. slur, and this guy freaked. That's what happened there. It says, primetime anchor says, nickname like N-word. Uh, network defends he's the victim of racism. Uh, then you've got... Um, Anyway, it's just uh, nothing like throwing people down the stairs. That ought to help. See, you got these two. Uh, C- what one CNN anchor? What's the other anchor from, Kurt? You know, um, I don't know, Sam. Uh, okay, you know, but I it, it makes me. It says just anchor unhinged, and you know, you yes, you got to go research unhinged. who's unhinged, Kurt. Yeah. Right. Well, um, it's a sad tale. Uh, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Then I call for a clarion call for civility and say, hey, the newsmakers need to settle down and lead by example. And everybody else is like, I don't publish that. That's got first-person stuff in it, buddy. Sorry. Uh-huh. Good point. Thing. We, don't, we're not, we don't do that. We don't do that, Kurt. And so, you know, I even put this to the Daily Caller. I put it to as many news services as I possibly could back in 15, Kurt. What, four years ago now? A little over four years ago, I wrote that and promoted this agenda, and then nobody would publish it, Kurt. I, literally, I peddled it to Drudge. I peddled it to uh, everybody. Nobody would publish it. The Daily Caller wrote back and just said, no, nah, we don't do first-person stuff. Yeah. But, Kurt, how do you write an article calling for a clarion call for civility to the media without being first-person if you're in the media? See, I tried to lead by example and say, hey, you know what? We need to be kinder and gentler and more patient with one another and all that kind of stuff, and it went nowhere. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I, I understand that I'm not here to attack anybody, but I am here to say I don't trust the FBI when they raid Jeffrey Epstein's island. I don't believe they're going to get to the bottom of the truth. I, th- I just think they're simply going to, you know, put a gag order on everything and shut it down and bottle it up and then no one will get prosecuted. You know, you got a couple of people, Mr. Barr acting like he's super angry and he's going to get to the bottom of it and stuff like that. But I don't really see that. Donald tweets, never has the press been worse than it is now, basically, and. His points, you know, to a great degree, correct, but I don't see anybody doing anything to really change it much. Now, there's a judge in the news, Kurt, that rejected NPR's motion to dismiss a lawsuit. It's a defamation lawsuit. Uh, but I guess uh, the judge dismissed NPR's motion, Kurt? Well, yes, Sam. Now, this, at least in my opinion, is, I know it's hard to find, but it's a little bit of um Good news. Um, well, it's good news that somebody can sue and continue, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah, says good right. news amongst uh, the bad news. Yeah, that, very true. Um, and, um, you know, the, this uh, case, uh, when you have uh, NPR, which is basically uh, national, they call it national public radio, it's government radio. Yes, we, it uh, is. spend our money uh, on that. Uh, but in this case, uh, you know, you... You've got this uh, Seth Rich story that's in deep in inside this deal, Sam. And yeah, uh, you can't talk about the Seth Bo- Rich story, you nut conspiracy theorist. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Ed Butowski uh, filed this suit back in 2018. You know, last year, he claimed that NPR media correspondent David 
Folkenflick, I guess is his name, made false statements about him in some online articles and on Twitter. The suit also accused this guy of civil conspiracy for working with a source to publish and republish false and defamatory statements that harmed Batowski, the suit said. Now, uh, the guy's reporting cited this Butowski as a source of a conspiracy theory about the 2016 murder of Democratic National Committee staffer Seth Rich. Fox News had retracted a 2017 story, it was too hot for them to handle, I think, suggesting Rich's murder may have been in retaliation for DNC emails that were leaked to WikiLeaks. Uh, the suit claims that NPR published more than a dozen instances of false or defamatory remarks in no less than six articles. Among this is like fake news stuff where they're getting held accountable. I think among them they well, say they're trying there was to hold a story. And this time, yeah, good news: the judge gives it daylight. Yeah, at least he right? doesn't, you know, just dis- dismiss it. Uh, among them, they say, was a story in which this Vulcan flick said Fox News and Butowski worked in concert under the watchful eye of the White House to concoct a story about Rich's death. Uh, that's that's. Wow. Folkenflick was uh, covering a defamation lawsuit filed against Fox News and Potowski for the retracted Fox story. A federal judge dismissed that lawsuit. In this ruling that happened just uh, last Wednesday, U.S. District Judge Amos Mazont, I guess is how you say it, agreed with the magistrate's judge's earlier ruling not to grant NPR's motion to dismiss the lawsuit. Maisant um, dismissed several NPR's objections to the magistrate's uh, magistrate judge's ruling. But, you know, like they say, bottom line is we'll see what happens. Uh, you know, we talk about cover-ups and that kind of thing. It's hard to find a bigger one. Um at least in my opinion, than the uh, Seth Rich thing. But it seems like there's plenty to go around, right, Sam? You say plenty to go around, yes. But I don't know what it all means. What I mean by that is I pray that the defamation lawsuit is successful. But we've basically demonstrated in America with James Edwards and others. Donald Trump has complained about this, but obviously, as far as I know, has not done anything about it. Where there's just liable and slander everywhere. And what the media does is they have this you know, cloak of anonymity. Uh, where they just, you know, they can't be prosecuted for any of it, Kurt. So free speech, um, you know, if you don't believe in racism, then you're not allowed to have your free speech. You're just an enemy. Shut them down. You know, even Donald Trump's kids threatening to, you know, hey, people don't even deserve to live if they don't believe in racism. Uh, but yet at the same time, if it comes down to something like this, the journalists can say and do whatever they want to. And they literally said in a in an article The Detroit Free Press said that James Edwards was a leader of the KKK. Not only is he not a leader, he's never even been a member. Curtin, he doesn't even agree with the KKK. Okay, but they literally said he was a leader. And then, you know, James Edwards sued and they just said, nah, no big deal, no harm, no foul. It's the company you keep, buddy. It's the, you know, Aesop's fable. Uh, no, No big deal. And they just let it roll. So I pray for the success. I'm glad the judge decided to stand up here and at least hear the case and hopefully get enough information on the table. 
And I'm glad for this guy, uh, you know, suing over the defamation, saying, look, you're, you're claiming that I made all kinds of false states, statements about Seth Rich and everything else. Uh, and, I, and I pray for success there, but I don't have a lot of confidence. But I was wrong and thought that, you know, uh, Ammon Bundy and those guys would never get a fair shot either. And the judge was incensed and defended Ammon pretty good as far as I can tell. Of course, no prosecution or no accountability for the government side of the equation, which is another concern. But uh, so I've been wrong before. I was wrong in Liberty County uh, when our sheriff buddy uh, won his case as well. I didn't think that uh, he would win, but I'm glad that he did. And so, you know what? I've been wrong on several cases, Kurt. Just it's it's so easy to go negative and so easy to think we don't have a chance. But I'll tell you what gives us the chance. That's guys like this standing up. It's people like this judge saying, hey, you know what? I do want the truth. So good things happen when good people do things. That's the, that's the point to take away. And even though it's easy to go negative, and I find myself guilty of it from time to time, Kurt, I would say this judge, good for him. And I would say this guy suing to stop that abuse, good for him. And I pray for their success. Let's talk about Tucker and Janine in seconds as well. Exposing corruption, informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. A shootout on a freeway in Southern California yesterday leaves a CHP officer and the suspect dead and two other cops wounded. Family members of Officer Andre Moye say they're in disbelief. This relative telling NBC News. He was such a nice, good, kind-hearted person. He was so young. Riverside police say Moye was in the process of having a vehicle impounded when the suspect grabbed a rifle from his truck and started firing at that location beside the 215 freeway. U.S. Border Patrol agent Matthew Bowen pleading guilty to intentionally running over a migrant at the Arizona-Mexico border in 2017 and then lying about it. The 10-year veteran agent could face up to a year in prison. This is USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wade Alaroot for Amp Fest 19. Amp Fest 19 is the most entertaining political event and Trump Fest of the year for any conservative who wants to be empowered and entertained or for any Trump superfan who wants to just have a blast. If that's you, head to the Trump Doral Hotel on October 10th to 12th in sizzling, sexy Miami, Florida. Headliner speakers at Amp Fest 19 include Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Dinesh D'Souza, Charlie Kirk of the Turning Point USA, Brandon Straka of the Walkaway Movement, and of course, yours truly, Wade Allen Root. I love that guy. But this is more than a traditional political event or Trump love fest. Ampfest 19 features a Texas Hold'em poker tournament, golf tournament, comedy night, pool party, yacht party, fashion show, movie screening, women for Trump social, and prayer breakfast hosted by Alveda King. To register for Ampfest 19, just go to AmericanPriority.com. That's AmericanPriority.com. It all happens October 10th to 12th at the Trump Doral in sizzling sexy Miami. I'll see you there. AmericanPriority.com. A deadly Legionnaire's disease outbreak at a hotel in Atlanta between June and July, being called the biggest in Georgia history. Here's USA Radio's Robin Walensky. The lawsuit filed in Atlanta against the owners of the Sheraton Hotel after a man gets sick coming down with Legionnaire's disease. One woman who stayed there died and at least 12 other confirmed cases. The hotel closed and is being cleaned. 
America's small business operators surprising analysts as the latest small business optimism index has made some solid gains in July. Experts had predicted it was going to show some softening, but business owners' expectations for business conditions, real sales, and expansion were all up in that gauge. Fall more than a month away, but Dunkin' Donuts and Starbucks will already be bringing back pumpkin spice latte before this month is over. And this is USA Radio News. All right, Kurt wants to talk about Tucker Carlson, one of the very few that does quite a great job in the media, far from perfect, but better than most by a long shot. Kurt? Well, yeah, Sam, and I don't really... um get to see his program or whatever every so often i see some of the uh, my youtube feed will send me some info you know that i i guess i could click on and watch it but i don't seem to get much of a chance uh but i guess recently he uh, uh i guess you could say um you know he got in a little bit of a some kind of a problem they could say or whatever i don't know if you'd call it that but the headline reads uh tucker carlson follows the fox news tradition of taking a sudden vacation when facing criticism uh subheadline says janine Pirro's fox nation show has never come back it's written by courtney haggle um and uh i guess he drew criticism for saying White supremacy is actually not a real problem in America. Now, let me stop you there. Mm -hmm. And there's one discussion that it's not a problem. That's an interesting statement. Uh, Jesse Lee Peterson says it doesn't even exist. And I guess my statement is a little bit different than Tucker's and uh, Jesse's. One, I agree with Jesse. It doesn't exist. Number two, I agree with Carlson. It's not a big problem in America. But number three, what does it even mean, Kurt? What does white supremacy mean? Okay, how many whites in America would seriously say, uh, if you believe that it means that because of the pigmentation in your skin, you are better than others? So because of my race, I consider myself superior than others. All right. Uh, How many people in America really believe that and would double down and, and, and literally say that out loud? You know what? I believe because of the color of my skin, I am better than other people. I'm superior. I'm a, a superior being. The rest are animals compared to me. Kind of an, I don't believe there's hardly anybody in America that would say that, Kurt, and I don't know a single person. Even some of the people they claim are racist, even some of the people that I personally believe are racist, they don't literally say that or, or even believe that. And so what does white supremacy mean? And so I'm challenging the whole narrative. I think it's a social construct. I think it's a dishonest lie. I think it's Satan's way to... Uh, uh, pit one group against another and i think the media has fallen for it hook line and sinker everybody but tucker and then when tucker tries to speak out or um jesse lee peterson tries to speak out to say look this isn't as big a deal as they're making it sound uh then they get attacked relentlessly that they're naive that they're the racist that they don't okay and and you know i don't know what to say about this except for you know can we have an opinion review what if tucker truly believes it's not a problem in america can we agree to disagree with him if that's our belief and, and just say, hey, he can say and think what he wants? Or do we have to put him on the trash heap of failed hosts because, hey, his view is not acceptable at the table, Kurt? And that's what I think we're dealing with here. Can Tucker have his views? Can Kurt have his views? Kurt, can you? 
You know, I think um, yeah, I was thinking about um, Dr. Laura recently, Sam. Good point. Uh, Dr. Laura Sess Schlesinger. Um, and, um, you know, you sure don't hear much from her uh, lately. But, She's uh, gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Sad to say. Uh, By the way, and, I think she did a lot of good personally. What she did, uh, just in case you forget or don't know it, ladies and gentlemen, uh, she made the, uh, well, especially the homosexuals upset, and they basically, uh, you know, went after her and her advertisers. And and as far as I know, that pretty much was the end of her program. Uh, you know, they say she still does some kind of the uh, some kind of program but i just you know you won't hear it um on on any of the program or the stations you used to hear it on uh it's on uh, satellite radio i guess but uh you know uh, that that kind of thing uh there's there's this whole tolerance thing sam is only supposed to be done from our end if you will uh, as far as I can see, if Tucker says something wrong, then he's going to be uh, beat up for it. Pretty much, uh, they they might they might go to his house and and um, you know threaten him or whatever. But uh, you know, if on the other hand they do something, we're just supposed to let them you know uh, work off steam or something. I guess it seems like. What I find interesting is my first introduction to Tucker Carlson was years and years and years ago, back in 08 or whatever. I heard little blips of him before that or whatever, but I really heard about him because Ron Paul would be interviewed by a lot of the mainstream Republicans and mainstream people. And they would just beat up Ron over everything. I mean, he was goofy. He was, here comes the, you know, the guy over by the popsicle stand, Goofy Ron, has no chance in Hades to win. And, you know, they would attack him relentlessly. And NPR was kind of kind, um, to Ron Paul, and I think thank heavens for that. Not that I'm an NPR fan necessarily, but I do believe compared to most, they're more fair and balanced than a lot of the news services, even so. <clears throat> Nevertheless, um, what Ron Paul said is Tucker Carlson is at least fair. Whether you agree with Tucker on everything or not isn't the point. Tucker Carlson was probably one of the most fair uh, to him of all. And when Sean Hannity and, and who was it, Ron Combs? Is that his name? I think anyway, and Ron Combs is way more kind to Ron Paul than Sean Hannity was. It was kind of like, what? Sean Combs is the liberal guy. At least supposedly, right? Anyway, I found that fascinating. But then I really learned about Tucker, and I've watched him over the years. And I don't agree with him on everything, Kurt. But I'm saying he seems to be more fair than most. But now, as far as I can tell, Carlson um, follows the Fox News tradition, Kurt. Is that right? Well, yeah, they're saying that um, at least... Uh, this is what the story says. It says, uh, this week, uh, after he said, uh, actually, not a real problem in America when he was talking about white supremacy. Uh, and uh, the story goes on and said, claims to the contrary are a hoax only three days after a white supremacist killed 22 people in El Paso. So Carlson doubled down the following night and claimed that focusing on white supremacy is destroying the country. Advertisers, they say, have since left Carlson's show and even Fox News as a whole. At the end of the latter show, Carlson announced that he was taking several days off, headed to the wilderness to fish with my son. 
A Fox spokesperson later insisted to CNN's Oliver Darcy that Carlson's vacation was pre-planned and he will return to his show on August 19th. Yeah, but everybody's it's, got a pre-planned vacation every time something crazy happens, Kurt. Okay. Well, anyway, I know uh, at this time of year it seemed like with uh, Congress, you know, and recess, if you will, uh, then there's a little less to cover sometimes. Uh, yeah. I don't know for sure if that's the case, but uh, at least that's what I've seen. Yeah, and uh, I don't know either. All this, I know is every time somebody gets in a big old heated meltdown, they seem to have a vacation planned, right? Yeah, they say this isn't the first time a Fox News host has abruptly taken a vacation while embattled. And then, a pre-planned uh, you know, vacation, goes, mind you, every time. Yeah, it goes through the list, uh, starting with, uh, oh, I don't know, like Bill O'Reilly and uh, a number of others. So we'll right. see, I guess. Yeah, right? but, but Janine Pirro's Fox Nation. Us, Kurt, tell me about never. that. Yeah, well, that one has never uh come back, you know, uh, as far as I understand, at least according to this author. Well, it's kind of uh, like so um, Judge Napolitano, too. Didn't off. he have a show that got canceled, Kurt? You know, I guess so. I just yeah. don't keep track of him, you know. But as Kurt, you've you're supposed to create the hot list, buddy. He, very good. He who owns the media, which would be Fox in this case, um, makes the rules. Sadly and, so. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. Good Sadly, point. that's the case. Personally, and I think uh, what I see is really a, um, I don't know, a purging in the media of any good people. Kurt Janine Shapiro, again, I don't agree with her on everything, but she was one of the better ones by far. Tucker Carlson, one of the better ones by far. Judge Napolitano, one of the better ones by far. Um, you know, and I don't, I don't agree with a lot of what Sean Hannity does. He's still there. Uh, Glenn Beck, I don't agree with a lot of what he does, but you know what? He got axed and he tells the same story almost word for word that i've told for years hey i had the chance to be a bigger talk show host than we are now i'm not trying to tell you i'm important i'm just saying and i was flat out told you gotta drop god from your show and we'll make you a rock star and i said i can't i won't drop god from the show and they said well <clears throat> that's just too bad we just don't believe that the nation likes your religious rhetoric sam or your religious you know wearing it on your sleeve is the problem for you sam and um you know, I just said, God's out, I'm out. And so, you know, and uh, then um, literally Glenn Beck quits or, get, you know, leaves, what, CNN, then goes to Fox, then leaves Fox. Is that how it went? And Glenn Beck tells so. the same story that they told him, hey, you're talking about God too much on here, buddy. You got to stop that crap and quit praying, quit telling people to pray, quit talking. And if you believe Glenn Beck at all, Glenn Beck tells almost an identical story that I tell, right, Kurt? I just would beat him by like 20 years. Now, I'm not here to say uh, I'm important more than Glenn or anybody else. I'm just saying when you hear that story from more than one person, you start to believe that, hey, they're purging a lot of us. And so I believe the best people in the media are being purged. I think Breitbart got purged, didn't he, Kurt? We'll mention that in a second. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. If Planned Parenthood were what they publicly declare themselves to be, they would welcome transparency. We all know why they hide, because we know what they hide. We can confirm federal judges 
who follow the Constitution rather than reverse engineer their preferred policy outcomes. The truth about abortion is spreading because of advances in medical imaging, because of brave journalists, tireless activists, compassionate doctors, nurses, and other healthcare professionals. The rising generation of young Americans is the most pro-life in decades because they know too. And one day soon, we will reaffirm our nation's principles in their dignified fullness and avow once again that all men are created equal. All are entitled to life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Sadly, Janine Pearl's Fox Nations never come back. Tucker Carlson's on vacation. Yeah, Judge Napolitano got shut down. Glenn Beck got shut down. Bill O'Reilly got shut down. I know some of it's that sexual stuff, which I don't even want to talk about. I'm just saying. A lot of the conservative folks are being purged, and the more conservative, the greater the purge. Uh, for example, I think that guy's name was Andrew Breitbart, and I think he kind of went the way of Jeffrey Epstein. Well, I don't know. How did he die? Oh, I guess it was just like a heart attack in his case. Nobody committed suicide there now, for sure, right, Kurt? Nobody, I don't uh, got, remember you know, exactly, but I know, um, you know, he, I, I think he even suggested that it may happen. Yes, he did. Uh, Not before, maybe. He said, look, they're I probably going to take me out. And lo and behold, oh, just a heart attack there, Kurt. And unfortunate early demise there for old Andrew. Now, Breitbart's done a great job since. <clears throat> Not near as hard hitting of a job. I kind of wonder if Breitbart might have got to the bottom of the uh, Seth Rich case if he was still around, Kurt. So they're not near as hard-hitting as they once were when Andrew was alive. But nevertheless, uh, you see a pattern here where all conservative folks are getting purged. If they can't shut you down outright like a Dennis Prager, uh, <clears throat> because Christian news services are who's, who's funding and, and allowing uh, Prager to stay on air, uh, then all you do is you just make sure that you know Google and YouTube and, and the like shut him down, right, Kurt? And so uh, I believe all conservatives are being purged. Pretty soon you won't have anybody in the news. Donald will complain about it, but do nothing. Uh, and so you'll just see that happen. Anyway, our prayers are with right now Tucker and Janine because they're both under the gun. That's for sure. And uh, as Kurt says, you know, he who owns the media makes the rules. I'll tell you that right now. And that's why we have our little sliver of the pie. And you know what? They could shut us down. They can control the Internet. But otherwise, I'm not depending on all their services for my finances or my stability because uh, that's disaster. Many of hosts who are depending on that revenue are melting down, too, because they yanked the revenue from them, Kurt. So that's of concern, too. We'll keep an eye on that ball. All right. Heat of the moment, Kurt. 
Well, I, I kind of enjoyed this story, Sam, just because it made me think a little bit more about the things. And I, I've, uh, you know, lately, occasionally I'm sitting there at the uh, honey table, you know, somewhere uh, selling honey. And then I look out and see, hey, uh, people moving around in these, uh, well, modern-day uh, stagecoaches uh, are cars of today. And so many different types and sizes and kinds, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you even got uh, electric ones, you know, and, and people pulling up. And, well, I don't, uh, they but your don't point's well think, taken. Society well, I know, does, but for sure. I mean, society does, yeah. And, uh, you know, the headline of this story that was kind of, mm, I guess you could say, um, unusual uh, or whatever it says heat of the moment modern transportation a miracle under attack and uh, this guy named steve gorham who i'd never heard of i mean i heard of al gore and you know but never steve gorham this guy stresses impact of attempt to ban petroleum-fueled vehicles. Uh, he says, modern transportation is amazing. Each day, millions of people fly, drive, and are, or are transported across our world for business, pleasure, or to see distant family members. These trips, which are powered by petroleum-based fuels, were all but impossible a century ago. But today, many of our leaders call for elimination of hydrocarbon-fueled transportation. You know, and then he gives some good history about what's gone on over the years and that kind of thing. And then he's talked about talking about uh, the trade of the world and all that kind of thing. But uh, it's just interesting to see it. Uh, I guess he said last week uh, a couple hundred celebrities uh, attended a Google-sponsored climate change conference. This was near what's called Palermo on the island of Sicily in Italy. Uh, I guess we weren't invited. Uh, but anyway, it says movie stars, business executives, and royalty traveled by private jet, yacht, helicopter and limousine to this exotic location to discuss how humans are destroying the climate um, and I guess they criticize the hypocrisy you know there's people that criticize those guys for flying and doing all that to to go and meet and all that kind of stuff and yet um, you know one guy declared that air travel is now going electric in a New York Times article last month. I, I don't see it really happening myself. Uh, but this author says, but the only example he could cite was a plan for an experimental hybrid aircraft to be deployed in Hawaii that burns aviation fuel as the primary propulsion with batteries as a backup. So I think we're still going to be using gas for a while. What do you think? <laughs> well, Sam? I don't know. I mean, we are, but the wackos are pushing their agenda, and the conservatives don't have any guts or will to stand up at all to this, Kurt. So I, I know what you're saying, and I pray it's true. I personally don't believe in uh, electric vehicles, Kurt. Uh-huh. Now, I believe they exist. I'm not, I'm not saying I don't believe they exist. What I'm saying to you is anytime the government has to subsidize something to get it out of the market, I question if we've built a better yeah. mousetrap. Okay, so I don't have a problem with the idea of saying, hey, can we power vehicles with electricity as opposed to, and I don't even like the term fossil fuels because I don't believe in them either. So oil-based fuel, whatever. 
Um, yeah. I just don't believe it all, that oil comes from fossils. I just don't believe a bunch of dead dinosaurs are still fueling our economy, you know, for the last, you know, 70 years or whatever it is. And um, it's just bones. I just don't believe that, okay? I believe oil comes from the mantle of the earth, and there's been books written about it and everything else. And you just say I'm a conspiracy nut and, that I, you know, whatever. But all I'm saying is, I, you know, I don't have any problem with people uh, dabbling in electricity saying, hey, can we build a better mousetrap? Can we find a car that's less expensive to run, that's less environmentally um, abusive or whatever you want to say? creates less emissions and stuff. I support that effort a thousand percent. What I don't support is just stealing my tax dollars to make it happen. And what I don't support is this idea that we pretend that it's cleaner fuel. Oh, electricity is way cleaner than gas. If that's true, then what about the battery that you have to build and all the electronics you have to build to make it all happen? Does that have an environmental impact? And what you find, Kurt, is you don't get something for nothing out of the environment. It's just a question of where you pay for it and where you see it. So when you drive around an electric vehicle, you're like, man, this thing burns really clean. There's no emissions at all. This is phenomenal. What about all the emissions it took to build that battery in the first place? And what about all the, um, you know, chipsets that it takes to make those things run? And what about, okay, and if it's really a better mousetrap, I'm fine with that idea. And I'm fine if we just say, look, this takes a toll on the environment a little differently. We still believe it's more functional and better and stuff like that. At least there's less smog in the cities when we do it this way. And Okay, I buy all that. What I don't buy, then, is that you have to have a government subsidy to make it happen. If you give me car A, gas-powered, car B, um, battery-powered, and car B costs eight grand more, 10000 more, mm-hmm. you got to convince me that B makes sense for me. And you don't convince me by stealing tax dollars to pay for it. No, no. Uh, this author, this author and that, says. See, that's uh, my problem with this whole discussion is I don't think people are honest or genuine about the real discussion points, Kurt. Well, and I think this guy's pointing, you know, a lot of that out. He says uh, jet fuel has a specific energy of forty-three megajoules per kilogram. Now, I didn't know that, uh, Sam, but he says the best lithium-ion batteries deliver a specific energy of only about 0.9 megajoules per kilo electric engines are more efficient but jet fuel engines still have an energy advantage of almost 20 times compared to batteries Uh, then he says gasoline and diesel powered automobiles are a modern miracle taken for granted the average family of four can travel 400 miles in comfort on a 50 dollar fill up Internal combustion engines uh, vehicles uh, also hold a 20 times energy density advantage over batteries. This is energy available to power SUVs and small trucks, a growing share of demand in the U.S., China, and much of the world. So he says uh, plug-in vehicles or plug-in battery vehicles suffer from the weaknesses of high cost, short driving range, small carrying capacity, a lack of charging stations, and expensive battery packs. But other than that, they're not so bad. Now, the other question, though, I would add to his thing, and they they uh, have that whole government, uh, you know, support, which makes them even worse. Well, that's my problem. The other question, though, is what about the environmental studies? Can we say that environmentally, by the time you produce those batteries and you get less efficiency and you do all those things and we got to build these power stations and we got to do all these different things, that it's really a better environmental impact? Kurt, let me give you an example. They complain about how we get our electricity right now, don't they? Yep. And they complain there's not enough electricity right now, right? 
So if I build a car that runs on electricity and I plug that thing in, what's going to fuel that, Kurt? Coal? I I would say that a lot of it will be that, Sam. So if it's coal, then how is that better than if I have coal fuel my electricity car that i got to create the batteries for? Is that better than the gas, Kurt? And when you go study that comparison, it's not better, Kurt. It's just a displacement or a change in what we're where the toll is. The toll's at the yeah, coal-powered plant, not necessarily in the street where the gas is burned. Okay, which I'm, I'm fine with that trade-off if it makes sense. Now they say uh, governments, in his story, he says, uh, governments now plan to force people to buy electric cars and even to ban traditional cars in Austria, Britain, France, Germany, Netherlands, Norway, Scotland, and several other nations. They recently announced intentions to ban these internal combustion engine vehicles during the next two decades. All right, now let me stop you there. mm -hmm. So I'm going to say this. If it's a better mousetrap, Kurt, if it's better for me, why do you have to force me to do that? If it's better for me, I'm going to naturally move to it. Why on earth wouldn't I? The problem is it's not better for me, and they know it. Yep. Thus, the force. <laughs> okay, if they came to me and said, Sam, car A, gas-powered, car B, electric. Car B goes further, less expensive to operate, cleaner, less cost to buy the vehicle. You know, if you, if you paint me a picture that makes sense, I'm going to jump on it, Kurt. I'm not that dumb. Right. But when you say, Sam, you've got to pay more for it. And Sam, you can't drive as far. And Sam, it's this and it's that. It's heavier. It's at what point do I say it makes sense? What kind of an impact does a heavier vehicle uh, do to the roads, Kurt? Good point. Then to build the roads, what do we got? Oil-based stuff to build the roads, don't we? How does that work for your fossil fuel pan out, ladies and gentlemen? See what I mean? Everywhere you've got a toll. You don't get something for free. Energy is not, you cannot rob Peter to pay Paul when it comes to energy somehow. Okay, that's been the age-old thing. Otherwise, I could just get a perpetual motion machine, and I'm off to the races. Now, Sam, you got one Swedish climate activist. Uh, oh, she's announced. She's announced that she's going to take a sailboat to the next World Climate Conference. I'll bet she'll be there on time. How's she going to get to her sailboat, uh, Kurt? Does it, I mean, I you magically get out of bed and the sailboat just picks you up. She ain't riding no bike to the sailboat. She's going to drive some big old SUV, (laughs) big old bus, carrying all of her garbage so she can go to... uh, Where is the next climate change thing? One cardinal uh, down in uh, Argentina, I think, one Uh cardinal, George Pell of Australia, remarked, Sometimes the very learned and clever can be brilliantly foolish, especially when seized by an apparently good cause. Amen. And by the way, I do care about the environment, Kurt. I don't mean to mock those who genuinely want to solve environmental problems. I support them. Last Saturday, I had a guy that wants to plant trees on. Tremendous interview. Great guy. He's spot on on the solutions. But he's not wanting the government to solve everything. And he's not wanting to steal my tax dollars to make things better. He wants me to voluntarily participate, Kurt. I commend him. There are solutions, folks. I'm not mocking the environmental concerns. I'm just saying they're not honestly dealing with it. LibertyRoundTable.com.